It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Studio powered by Beretta. This is the American Gun Show, informing and educating the people of this great nation. Now, for your host and defender of your rights, Jason Reeves. Welcome into hour two of the American Gun Show, right here from the Second Amendment Foundation Studios, powered by Beretta. I am your host, Jason Reeves, the voice of freedom. So glad you could be with us for hour two. Guys, hour one was pretty darn powerful, I think. You know, we are exposing the left and the Democrats and the gun-hating crowd over their belief that the Second Amendment is nothing more than a privilege and not a right. And we are going to continue to expose them in our two. Speaking of which, we got a couple articles here by A.W.R. Hawkins where a federal judge orders Los Angeles to pay over $100,000 to the NRA. Well, pay their lawyer fees, I shouldn't say, to the NRA. But a George orders, judge orders <laughs> L.A. to pay NRA over 100000 after First Amendment ruling. Now, Federal District Court Judge Stephen Wilson ordered the city of Los Angeles to pay the NRA's lawyer fees at approximately 150000 just months after he ruled a city ordinance violated the NRA's First Amendment rights. Now, the case that the judge ruled on was the National Rifle Association of America versus City of Los Angeles, which was heard in the United States District Court for the Central District of California. The case centered on a city ordinance which required a prospective contractor of the city to disclose all contracts with or sponsorships from the National Rifle Association. The L.A. City Council passed the ordinance in February of 2019. At that time, the Los Angeles Times quoted Councilman Mitch O'Fara saying, quote, The NRA has been a roadblock to the gun safety reform at every level of government now for several decades. So what does that tell you right there, folks? That tells you right off the, the get that this had nothing to do with well, we just want to know what your business dealings are. This was actually a power play to screw businesses if they did business with the NRA. The city ordinance said that the city of Los Angeles had enacted ordinances and adopted positions that promote gun safety and sensible gun ownership. The city's residents deserve to know if the city's public funds are being spent on contracts contractors that have sponsorships or contractual ties with the NRA. 
public funds provided to such contractors undermine the city's efforts to legislate and promote gun safety. So in other words, if you do business with the NRA, you're not doing business with us here in Los Angeles. And that's a violation of the First Amendment. That's a violation of the First Amendment. What If you are a, let's just say you're a concrete business and you're laying foundations for the city. If you had any ties to the NRA, guess what? You're not going to lay concrete for the city of Los Angeles. Because we're a city that promotes gun safety. Yet their crime is spiking right now, by the way. How's all that gun safety working out for you, L.A.? Now, the NRA argued the ordinance violated their First and Fourteenth Amendment rights by creating a situation where contractors were afraid to speak their minds for fear of forfeiture of contracts on which their livelihoods depended. The NRA also contended the ordinance turned free speech into government-complied speech. Wilson responded by ruling in favor of the NRA, granting a preliminary injunction against enforcement of the ordinance. And as of Tuesday, September 29th, Wilson followed up by ordering the city of Los Angeles to pay the NRA's attorney fees. The Washington Free Beacon reported that the attorney's fees totaled nearly $150,000. So there you go, Los Angeles. There is your tax money being well spent once again in the People's Republic of California. Yeah, that's where your tax money went. You guys hate the NRA so much, but guess what? Your tax money just went to the NRA. Because your people, your legislators and your governors hate your right to keep and bear arms so much that they would rather spend their tax money paying attorney's fees after they set up unconstitutional laws. (laughs) Well, case in point. Here's the case in point, because we got another story here by A.W.R. Hawkins, and again, it includes California. California governor signs law requiring unworkable technology for new guns. Now, remember, we had talked about this before, and it has to do with the micro-stamping. And Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom in California, signed it into law on Wednesday, requiring new guns to be outfitted with technology that has been proven unworkable wherever it has been tried. You see, AB 2847, which forces manufacturers to use micro-stamping technology to have new handguns on their approved Department of Justice handgun roster. So, this new roster that they're talking about, their new roster is supposed to begin on July 1st of 2022. Only new guns with micro-stamping technology will be added to the list. And here's the other thing that happens. Once a gun is added to the approved California roster for firearms, three guns get taken off. See how this is kind of working against you in California? Say you want to own a Glock... And because they don't have micro stamping and then they come out with a micro stamp gun that now your Glock can get taken off the approved roster or SIG or whatever it could be. All this is folks in all reality is this is just another attempt to ban guns. Well, every time we try here in California, we can't ever seem to get it done. So how about we just make them put micro stamping? And you see, this is the thing here, folks. The idea of this micro stamping technology and what it's supposed to do is basically when you pull the trigger and the firing pin makes contact with the bullet casing, it's supposed to leave a micro stamp on the bullet casing. And what this does is it puts, apparently it's supposed to put your serial number or some kind of identifying marks on a firearm or a bullet casing to which firearm that it came from. 
there's just one problem with that. Micro-stamping technology has proven unworkable everywhere it's been tried. And criminals who understand how micro-stamping works have found ways to get around it. For example, this is what happened on November 8, 2015. Breitbart News reported Maryland ended a ballistics fingerprinting program after spending 15 years and $5 million without solving a single crime. The New York Times also reported that New York has also tried an experiment with micro-stamping and ballistic marking requirements beginning in 2009. State lawmakers defunded that experiment in 2012. National Shooting Sports Foundation Public Affairs Director Mark Olivia told Breitbart News, quote, Gavin Newsom hasn't heard a gun control idea that he doesn't like. Independent studies show that micro-stamping is easily defeated with a 30-cent sheet of sandpaper and cannot deliver legible markings after repeated strikes of a firing pin. The law isn't about reducing crime. The law is about racing gun rights in California. That's why he included a provision to speed up his slow-rolling handgun ban. Now, Los Angeles Times reports that California Attorney General Xavier Basaria and Los Angeles City Attorney Mike Fuhrer both support the micro-stamping requirement. Oh, would you imagine that? Democrats supporting a gun control law or a gun control bill. Imagine that. This area also supports high-capacity magazine bans. And Fuhrer is a staunch supporter for red flag laws. Again. Again. Show me a Democrat that has not come across a gun control that they do not like. Newsom also signed AB 2362 on Wednesday, putting new gun controls in place for licensed gun dealers. This new law, AB 2362, adds fines up to $3,000 for a clerical error on paperwork. So if you're a licensed gun dealer in California and you make a clerical error, on the background check or the forms that you need to do, oh, you're going to get fined $3,000 for it. See how this is working in California, folks? Do you see what they're doing here? You see, they can't do anything else but... You know, they can't do anything else here but try to screw you out of your rights in California. That's probably why I can't stand California the way I do. That's why I have no desire to go there. You know, I, I have no no desire whatsoever to go to California. I've been to California before. I don't ever want to go back. I've been to San Diego. I've been to Los Angeles. And I tell you what right now, I never want to go back. California is literally a cesspool of garbage. Too damn liberal. And when... I have to worry about stepping on needles and feces in the streets of San Francisco and the homeless problem of tent cities. And what do they call it in uh, Los Angeles? Skid Row? Yeah, Skid Row. You know, I, I understand California's got some beautiful places. I get it. You just won't catch me there. For one, they're more for criminals than they are law-abiding citizens. We've seen that over and over again in California, number one. You know, Gavin Newsom's also talking about putting people in prison with the gender they identify as. Oh, yeah. What could go wrong by putting a transgender male in a woman's prison? What could possibly go wrong? Right. (laughs) Thing is this. We are literally in a place where, as beautiful as California is, why are more people leaving California? I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people going into California, but that's because they think, oh, that's just a bunch of BS. And then they get there and realize, wow, this place actually really sucks. 
unreal. I mean, it's unbelievable the stuff that the people in California have to go through. High crime, high taxes, you know, high energy costs. I mean, in the middle of that heat wave, they had rolling blackouts for their California residents. I mean, it's 100 degrees outside and you can't even run the air conditioner because you're going to have a running, a rolling blackout. Then on top of that, the state's always on fire. And not only that, I mean, California has been mismanaged for decades. And yet, what do they want to say? Well, it's Trump's fault for our problems. They seriously have fires every year in California. And instead of them actually going out. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And cleaning their forests up and having forest management, now it's a global warming problem. Now don't get me wrong, folks, I'm not one of those global warming deniers. I just... Don't think it's happening at the speed that AOC is telling us it's happening. At. I just firmly believe that it's happening just at a slower rate of speed. But the fact of the matter is California tries to get out on in front of it and always winds up biting them in the butt. Unreal. California, the People's Republic. We'll be right back after this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the Cloak Tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by Taurus Firearms. Now back to the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And we got uh, an editorial here from uh, New York, uh, Kingsbury, New York. Uh, this is very interesting. Uh, it's addressing the potential move to allow concealed carry on town property portrays a, apparently the people in there's an editorial there where whoever wrote the editorial thinks this betrays a nationwide problem regarding the right to keep and bear arms and the idea that someone should have to justify that right. This is, uh, this is what the article said. Is the question that arises when hearing 
that the Kingsbury Town Board may allow people to carry concealed firearms in town hall and onto other town property. Why make a change? Has any problem ever arisen in town hall or in a town park that could have been solved by a person with a pistol securely tucked inside their jacket? Good reason was given for prohibiting firearms on town property in 2005 when the town board voted to ban them. Police officers, security guards, and members of the military and town employees who, as part of their job, need to carry a gun onto town property were exceptions. Firearms are dangerous weapons, the 2005 law said. It mentions the dangers of accidental injuries and the commission of crimes by people armed with guns. Also mentioned is the real possibility of intimidation of town employees. A raise against those very good reasons for banning guns from town property we have now. Nothing, no justification has been offered to amend the 2005 law. Well, here's the problem. He's asking the wrong question. And that's, that's really what it is. He's asking the wrong question because the right to keep and bear arms is a constitutionally protected right. Just like freedom of speech, freedom of religion, yet none of those rights are ever restricted the way that gun rights are. See, when this law was passed in Kingsbury, they gave a ton of reasons, but no one seemed to ask if any of those threats had ever occurred. And likely they didn't. If they had... Well, it wouldn't matter if guns are banned on the property or not because things like using a gun to intimidate person uh, to intimidate a person is a crime in and of itself. Now, granted that this editorial asks just why should people's rights be restored as if someone should have to justify their rights to anyone? You see, in people's minds like this, folks, There is no good reason to carry a gun on town property. How would they feel if someone argued there was no good reason to say, insult the president? Would the editorial board agree with that line of reasoning? What about others who seem to think that they should have to justify gun rights? got to keep in mind folks this isn't the mentality of a few small journalists you have laws like this all across the country and a lot of times the mainstream media is the one who presses this as well but yet the same reasoning they have for restricting gun rights they can't use that that same logic on other protected rights Oh, but guns are dangerous, they'll say. Yeah, but a gun's a dangerous weapon. You know something, folks? Words can be just as dangerous as guns. Don't believe me? The rise of the Nazi party. It didn't start with guns. Hitler didn't ride in there with a bunch of guns and start shooting people and said, we're in charge now. No, it started with words. The rise of communism and the starvation that have killed millions. That didn't start with guns. That too started with words. Words can be just as dangerous. Yet the left doesn't ever seem to want to ban them. Well, they do want to ban them if you're using the wrong pronoun, like, you know, if you call a transgender man a man or a transgender woman a woman, you know, you can't use those pro- uh, pronouns. I mean, there's mansplaining and things like that. So, I mean, I guess you could say that, yeah, there there is an attack on the First Amendment as well. I guess you can't argue that point. But the point that I'm trying to make is that words can be just as dangerous as a firearm. You know, I want to go back to the Nazi thing for a second. You know, when Hitler came to power in 1939, he didn't just come into power and say, round up the Jews. He didn't do that. It was slow. It was systematic. 
it started with Jews are bad people. They put them in ghettos. And then years later, they were on trains headed to the concentration camps. But do you want to know something else? Do you want to know what Germany did while they were using their words? They were also disarming the public. Private ownership of guns in Germany was taken away by the Nazi party because you can't let people that we eventually have our great plan for have firearms because then they would have the ability to fight back. You know, we look at countries like Venezuela and we look at countries like uh, China where the public is completely disarmed and if they fight back against the public, look what we've seen in Venezuela, the protests that were going on in socialism and what did we see? we seen the Venezuelan military running people over with tanks. And keeping in mind, they don't have a constitutional right to guns. Quite frankly, I think we're the only country that has a constitutional right for guns. I could be wrong about that, but I think we're about the only one. But the fact of the matter is, this person is asking, why should people be allowed to carry guns? That's the wrong question there, buddy. The right question should be, why the hell should the government keep people from exercising their rights? That's the question that needs to be asked. And believe me, if you're that person that thinks that the government should be regulating rights, you just failed the liberty test. You failed it hardcore. Because this isn't about, this isn't about the fact that, oh, well, guns can kill people. So do baseball bats, so do crowbars, so do bare hands. So do we start chopping people's hands and feet off because they can kill a person? You know, it's just amazing to me that the left constantly says that, and this, and the left says what they say, and this is the mentality. This is what we get from people across the nation. Well, I don't understand why people should be allowed to have guns because guns kill people. So do cars. So do baseball bats. So does your detergent that you have under your sink. They all can kill. But yet for some reason, guns have to be regulated. Well, it says well-regulated militia in the, in the first part. Again, we have, to, we have to spell it out for the people that failed history class. Well-regulated militia meant fine-tuned, trained militia. But it's funny because the argument they make that the well-regulated militia, that means that we can pass gun control, but it doesn't say the right of the militia to keep and bear arms, the right of the people. Do I have to say it slower for, for the lefties listening to the show tonight? The right of the people. Not the right of the militia, not the right of the state government, the people. But this is what you get when you drink the leftist Kool-Aid. This is exactly what you get. Oh, well, you know, guns kill people, so I think there should be some reasonable laws on gun control. Oh, you do, huh? Are you okay with some of the reasonable laws that they have on the sta- on, on your driving a car? Are you okay with them telling you you can't say... You can't call man a man and you can't call a woman a woman. You okay with that? No, I always get the one all the time. Yeah, well, there's there no rights absolute. I mean, you can't yell fire in a movie theater. For Joe Biden used that one too. Uh, yeah, I can. What is stopping me from yelling fire in a movie theater? Well, you'll go to jail. And uh, what if I don't care if I go to jail? What if I don't care if I get to spend the night in jail and in some states like New York and California, you won't spend the night in jail. The point I'm trying to make is what is stopping me from doing it? Do you really think that anybody that doesn't give a rat's behind about the law 
is going to is going to obey it. I mean, I'm pretty sure murder is illegal in the country, but yet we still have people that kill people. Yeah, but if we didn't have guns, they wouldn't kill people. Sure they would. To be honest with you, I've watched a lot of crime shows and, you know, on ID Discovery and things like that. And to be honest with you, I've seen more people killed with knives. They, they talk about more people that are killed by strangulation and knives than I've ever seen with guns, to be completely honest with you. I'm not saying that they don't do stories about people that are killed with guns. I'm just saying I've seen a lot more stabbings and a lot more strangulations. I don't know, maybe because it's... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More brutal, I guess. Maybe that, that looks better to them. They're better for their ratings. I don't know. But, I mean, still the point is like, you know, every time you try to justify it, I can poke holes in it. I can literally poke holes in it. And say, yeah, well, that doesn't really make any sense. That's the problem that we have in this country today, folks. That is the problem that we are having in this country, is that we have too many people that have been drinking the Kool-Aid for way too long. And, you know, that's why <laughs> that's why it's a breath of fresh air when I come across somebody who actually uses the noggin in between their shoulders. I mean, it's it, it's a breath of fresh air to me when you can have somebody who critically thinks. But if the media and the government's telling you how to live your life and telling you what you should think, well, I'm sorry, you've lost the liberty test. We'll be right back after this. These are troubling times in America. Are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself and your loved ones? Would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help. The United States Concealed Carry Association. The USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery. In the U.S., children between the ages of 12 to 14 are exploited and entered into the sex trade. But children even as young as six months old have been rescued. 80% of trafficking victims are female, and half of them are children. Human trafficking doesn't only include missing persons and child abductions. It's closer than you think, and we need to be their voice. Posting alone is not enough. Visit the Save Our Children Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash be their voice dot soc or email us at soc.bethervoice at gmail.com to learn more on how to help fight the war on human trafficking and child sexual abuse. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success, 
Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapes Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I've got another article here by Cam Edwards from bearingarms.com, and it has to deal with Chicago, and it's titled, With Murders Up 50%, Chicago Decides to Do Something. What? Chicago's doing something? Just not something that works. You see, on Saturday, Chicago Police Department will be hosting a gun turning event at a local church where people can hand over firearms in exchange for a $100 gift card. Well, I'll give the CPD credit for not calling the event a buyback. No matter what you call it, it's still a completely ineffective way to fight the rise of shootings and homicides in Chicago. Now, appearing on Chicago's ABC affiliate on Friday morning, CPD Director of Community Policing, Glenn Brooks, was asked if the event could really make a difference. And Brooks responded confidently, absolutely. He said this quote, You know, the common belief is that guns just come from dealers in back alleys and under street lights. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of weapons that are used in the city come from people's homes, whether it's old gun that a teenager or young person finds, or whether it's an unwanted weapon that's stolen from the house. These are where these guns come from, and that affects our city. Somebody needs to tell Lori Lightfoot that. I mean, seriously, somebody needs to go tell Lori Lightfoot that, because apparently the public communications director has this figured out, but yet the Chicago mayor hasn't because the Chicago mayor wants to blame Indiana and Mississippi for the gun violence problems in her city. But one thing I do, I I do really wish, I wish that the ABC anchor would have pressed him on whether the turn ins, the gun turn in is effective. But if Brooks correctly noted that the, gun violence in the city is a locally sourced problem, it doesn't mean that this planned event is going to make a difference. And to be completely honest with you folks, there's absolutely no evidence that these type of events have any impact on crime rates, suicides, or incidents involving uh, negligent discharges. I mean, even this Chicago's uh, communications director couldn't even add any predictions to how this would make the city safer. Now, Brooks did go on to say that this wasn't the only thing that, you know, this doesn't, uh, this isn't the only thing that Chicago's going to do. He said this, quote, not only do we have the strategy of moving officers to those areas where we're seeing the most violence, But it's also important that we work together to reduce the number of weapons that are available on the streets. Do outreach to our young men who are the primary victims of this violence and really work together to address this. This isn't going to be an issue that simply handcuffs are going to stop. This is all hands on deck where we work together with the community. You know, I'll give credit where credit's due there. He's not wrong on that. There needs to be, people do need to work together. And the police need to be in those most dangerous neighborhoods. But yet, we routinely don't see them there. But I do agree with them. You can't just simply arrest your way out of this problem. No more than gun control laws are likely to make a difference. 
The most effective way to bring down the homicide rate does involve handcuffs because in order for the city's violence to come down, there needs to be consequences for their action. You know, I think maybe some better programs would work better than a gun turn-in. Maybe increase rewards for people who turn in. Uh, people that have uh, used a, a firearm in the commission of a crime. I doubt that's ever going to happen because, you know, that old saying, snitches get stitches. Oh, that pretty much happens in Chicago. That's why people are afraid to speak out because they're afraid that they will be next. But, you know, the the fact of the matter is that Chicago has nearly 600 murders so far this year. And I really think that they need to focus on these offenders, these really dangerous offenders. But, you know, they're focused on junk guns that have, you know, been in somebody's dresser drawer for a long time. And to be completely honest with you, this gun turn-in event, this isn't about criminals bringing guns and turning them in. It's about, it really all it is, is it's a public relations display. You know, and all the police are doing is, they're basically saying, we're doing something. We're at least doing something. And the press isn't really going to press them on that because the press is looking at it too. Oh, well, they're at least doing something. You know, that that's just, just like what we said, you know, right after the, the Parkland massacre, right after, you know, the shootings that took place there in Parkland, the shootings that took place in um, Sandy Hook, you know. They're always, well, we need to do something. We need to do something. The bottom line is the something that they are always contesting that they're doing doesn't ever seem to work. You know, it's just something that just doesn't ever seem to look, you know, it is the weekend here folks. And being that, you know, we have this platform, let's take a quick look at the statistics here for Chicago. See where we're at. Punch that up real quick. So let's see where we're sitting in Chicago as of right now. But, you know, folks, the, the reality of the situation is, well, as that story came out, nearly 600 homicides. This is year to date in Chicago. There have been 609 homicides in the city of Chicago as of to date. That's unbelievable. That's, that's unreal. Uh, in the last weekend of, or last week of September 27th to October 3rd, there have been 16 shot or 16 shot and killed 60 shot and wounded total shot 76. And it's, it's really, it's really bad. And then the final totals for September in the city of Chicago shot and killed 74 shot and wounded 325 total shot 399 total homicides 84. The shot and killed is up 45%. The shot and wounded up 53% and total shot up 52% and the total homicides up 56% in the city of Chicago. Folks, that's just how bad it's getting in the city of Chicago. And do you really think these criminals are going to show up and turn over a gun for a $100 gift card? Of course they're not. You might have somebody out there who's hurting for money that finds a gun and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go turn these in. And I'm sure. And I'm sure that's probably, you know, not a bad thing. I mean, if you don't have an old gun, if you have an old gun that you want to get rid of, I mean, it would probably be the best thing to do is to go and uh, turn it in to the police or something. I mean, make sure it's responsibly disposed of. I mean, just don't throw it in the trash, but 
you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that criminals aren't going to sit here and turn over their guns. It's just not going to happen. That's just not how they do business. But yet, all it is, like we said, all they're trying to do is they're just trying to do something. Trying to do something. So it makes it look like to their constituents that, hey, we're trying to be on top of this gun issue that's plaguing our city. But again, Lori Lightfoot had just turned around and blame Indiana and Mississippi. Even though most of the guns that we found, according to the ATF, come from Chicago. But, I mean, that's just, you know, facts are a stubborn mistress, right? <laughs> All right, folks. Let's step away for a timeout. We'll be right back after this. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapes Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome back to the show, and this is our USCCA Into the Fray segment that we do every weekend, and I just want to do a quick shout-out to all of our partners here at the American Gun Show. Of course, the Second Amendment Foundation, the Second Amendment Foundation is responsible for 80% of the gun rights cases that go up in front of local, state, and federal courts all the way up to the Supreme Court. $15 is an annual membership. $150 gets you a life membership, or you can simply just donate to the Second Amendment Foundation. And believe me, we need all the help we can get when we're taking on billionaires like Michael Bloomberg and George Soros. So if you can donate, we'll take couch change. That's... That's how we are grateful for anything that we can get. So please visit saf.org and you can become a member or donate to the Second Amendment Foundation. Also, the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. We have a link at our Facebook page, Facebook slash the American Facebook.com slash the American Gun Show. We have a link right there. You can click on that link. And if you do that, not only will you get peace of mind knowing that somebody has your back, God forbid you need to use your firearm, but you will also help out this radio program. Taurus firearms, inexpensive, reliable firearms, they work. I'm telling you right now, they work. And I love the Taurus firearms. There was a lot of people trying to tell me to stay away from Taurus firearms. And I got to tell you, I fell in love with a lot of their models. They have revolvers, 1911s, uh, mouse guns, compact guns, full-size guns, all the guns you could possibly want Taurus has. Also, speaking of firearms, we also want to thank Beretta for partnering with us as well. <laughs> I asked you guys a while ago, what do you guys think, Beretta 92 or PX4 Storm? A lot of you told me to get both. Uh, unfortunately, my boss, my wife probably wouldn't allow me to do that <laughs> alien gear holsters makers of the shapeshift holster 
series. I got to tell you guys something. I bought my first shape shift for my Smith and Wesson MMP. And I got to tell you, I love it. Four carry options right out of the box Four carry options. They're absolutely comfortable. I mean, I can choose to carry appendix. I can choose outside the waistband, inside the waistband. You can't go wrong with Alien Gear Holsters. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com. Alpha Defense Gear, If you, you pretty much have to wear a mask wherever you go. And if Joe Biden has it his way, you will be made to wear a mask. So why not wear a mask in style and get an Alpha Defense Gear face mask? They have them for the winter and summer months. I got to tell you, I use them all the time. I actually have arm sleeves as well. They run daily deals. Go check them out at alphadefensegear.com. And of course, our Save the Children, our partnership with Amanda Messer and her Save Our Children uh, group, we proudly support them and we are going to help her and her group out any way we can. So if you want to help or be a voice, excuse me, or be a voice, please visit her Facebook page or reach out to her. Wet my throat a little bit there. All right, folks. So here is our USCCA into the fray, and it has to do about fighting to your gun. So take it away, Kevin. Hi, I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine, and you may not even get to access your firearm in an extremely close quarters battle. We don't get the luxury of making sure that people stay 21 feet away from us at all times. In some cases, we end up very close together in a face-to-face confrontation. And at that point, the most interesting thing anyone said to me at the USCCA Expo in Fort Worth, Tim Kennedy told me that at contact distance, if I tried to draw a gun, he would just beat me to death. And that got me to thinking, at this distance, you may not be able to get to your firearm. In fact, it's probably better if you don't. You have to use combative techniques. That's hand fighting or maybe an alternate weapon. This is a sharky. Yes, a sharky. It's an actual working marker made by the Cold Steel Company, but it's a glass-filled nylon tube that offers some extra strength and really works basically as a coubaton, a short little baton to give you some added power in your strikes. In a position like this, we don't ever want to be directly head-on, one-on-one, face-to-face with a person. I want to be moving off at about the 130 position or even further to the side, especially getting away from that right hand if you think this guy's going to punch you with a big overhand right, which is what most people who aren't trained as fighters will do, that big roundhouse they're going to swing at you. In that case, at this distance, I'm not going to be reaching for my gun. That opens up my head to get punched in the side of the face. I want to deflect that incoming punch, get your hand up, block the punch, Hold it up there long enough to make sure you're not going to get hit in the head hard. You may get hit in the head, but not hard. And then drive your kubaton, your sharky, right down into the shoulder, right between the collarbone right here. There's a big pack of nerves right here in the shoulder. Drive that down in and at the same time strike to the head. Immediately strike to the head. We don't ever, when we're in a combative situation, want to just use one blow and then wait and see what happens. We want a combination of blows. So we drive it down into the collarbone and then follow up with a strike to the face and then you can step back and decide whether or not we want to use our firearm. Grabbing this sharky or pen or kubaton or anything else out of your pocket is very unobtrusive. And if this person is approaching you and getting close, clearly you can tell by voice inflection or something else that this is probably going to be a bad situation. It might be time to prepare yourself for action. Pulling out a pen usually doesn't mean anything. Now, one of those tactical pens with a really sharp point on it might impale and stick into this person. In a deadly force situation, that's okay, but in what reasonable people would see as just a regular fight, you'll want to use something that you're really not going to stab this person with. It's just adding an extra level to your strike. It focuses all the energy on this point, and you drive it into that band of nerves just to get their attention to stop their hostile activity. You may get what we call an immediate cessation of hostile activity instantly when you drive this pen down into that collarbone area. But still follow up with that strike and then step back. 
Remember, the goal of self-defense is to create enough dysfunction in your attacker to allow you to escape. In a close quarters battle situation, you may not have to go to your firearm. You may only use combative moves to get some distance and get away. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. If you like these videos, please share them with all your friends and subscribe to our page. I'll give you more great information every week. All right, folks, so there you have it. And that is an important part that when I went through my training that I really didn't quite understand at first. And now that I kind of uh, have gone through the training, I kind of understand it. There may be some situations that happen so quickly that going for your firearm might not be the best option. You know, like what Kevin was saying, Tim Kennedy told him, well, if you reach for your gun, I'm just going to beat you to death with my bare hands or whatever I have. You know, if you don't see the attack coming, it's not a bad idea to take some hand-to-hand combat classes. There are some self-defense hand-to-hand combat classes that are out there that are available. I don't know exactly where they're at as far as the COVID situation that we have going on right now, but there are several different methods out there that you can get other than firearms training that can help in a self-defense situation. You know, I think everybody's first response who's carrying a firearm is if they get into a situation like that, they try to go for their firearm. And if they do get hit in the head with an object or with a bare hand or something like that, that could put you in a bad situation because that could effectively disarm you. So learning how to fight is, you know, fighting is an art. You know, you've heard a lot of boxers, a lot of UFC fighters, they they talk about that fighting is an art it's just not people throwing their their arms and legs like you know a chicken with their head cut off and whoever wins wins that's not how it is fighting is an art it's a discipline you have to train on that so it's important that if you know you want to go out there and learn how to train so you can be ready for these situations like what kevin was doing in the video he's talking about okay most people out there are right-handed So like for me, I'm right-handed. So if somebody's attacking me that is right-handed, I want to get my left hand up. I want to be able to get my arm up to prevent a blow coming to my head and and possibly taking me out of the fight. Secondly, that allows me to reach for my firearm or to use a knife, a pin, or something along them lines to create space and once you have that space created then maybe you can go for your firearm or maybe you can just run away you know we as kevin pointed out in the video and we've talked about this a lot if you have an opportunity to get away there's nothing wrong with you running away from the situation nobody should criticize you for that because you got out of a deadly force situation or a deadly situation or something along them lines. So very good advice. And if you do have, you know, you can go online, check in your area to see if they have some type of self-defense training that's hand-to-hand combat oriented or, you know, little pin oriented or something like that, then that can help you out. I've seen some great advice from some people that have talked about hand-to-hand self-defense. I mean, I've heard people using you know, the little suckers, the little uh, sticks on the suckers working in self-defense situations when they've went at the neck or the eyes with objects like that in a deadly force situation. So it's not to say that it can't work, but it's training. Everything comes down to training. You have to be prepared for if that situation occurs. And, you know, I hope it never happens to any of you listeners out there. But it's not, like I said in the last segment, it's not about being scared. It's about being prepared. You know, we don't bring this information to scare you or to put in your head that, you know, tomorrow night you're going to be attacked. We're only trying to prepare you. God forbid that it ever comes to that. Hopefully you will never have to experience that in your lifetime. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the two hour live American Gun Show, powered by Beretta from the Second Amendment Foundation Studios. Thank you very much for listening in, everybody. 
Uh, if you want to join the conversation, you can email me at AGS19811 at Outlook.com. Follow me at Twitter at JasonReeve81. Or you can go over to our Facebook page, Facebook slash The American Gun Show. Until we meet again, take care of one another. Stay safe. And remember, it's our right, our fight. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.